We, we always run out of time. There's just not that many breaks yeah. and segments. But, hey, everybody, I, you know, I didn't forget about you. We just ran out of time. That's all. All right. Okay. Coming up next. Yes. It's Tech Talk with Rob Chang from PCmatic.com on Talk 94.5. First you affected my dad's PC. Then you got my wife's. I cleaned up your ugly mess. Now won't you out of my life? No, you don't. How can you RPCs? No, you don't. Give biosecurity. Everybody's talking about cybersecurity, and uh, a lot of people are um, turning to Rob Chang of PCmatic.com as the expert, uh, especially in in and around our state and in national realm as well. And he's joining us live on the air. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Liz. So how did you like our commercial? I liked it. <laughs> After, what, oh, two and a half years? Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you for um, asking me to do it. So many people are seeing it, um, you know, all over the place. And everybody's like, I saw you on Tucker. So uh, that was pretty exciting. So thank you for including me in that. Um, it's It's been like a lot of fun for sure. So, Good. Yeah. So um, tell me, uh, what have you been working on? You know, uh, we always like to get an update from you. Uh, you. You know, it always seems like you you say that the government's making progress, but, for, you know, it's just like slow and, and, and more and more people are falling victim. Tell us uh, a little bit about an update. Give us a wide... Well, actually, I've been looking into something else that I think will int- uh, interest a lot of our, our listeners. Okay. I've been looking... I was down in Florida last week, and uh, I started looking into election security. And oh. so I wanted to share some things. Yes. I thought I'd just start with, you know, the one that's in the news is Dominion. Mm-hmm. And so let me just go over uh, some of the facts of the Dominion. So a, prof- a University of Michigan professor found some vulnerabilities in, uh, in Dominion election machines in February 2022. Mm-hmm. And then he, goes, he does the right thing, and he goes and um, gives that information to CISA, Critical Infrastructure Security Agency. And then they do the right thing, and they go talk to Dominion and um, and they say, hey, you got these problems with your election machines, and then they go and close. Um, well, they, they they create what they, we call the patch, which is here. You put this in, on on the machines, and those vulnerabilities will go away. But then CISA did something pretty bad. It's that right around Memorial Day, they come out and they say, hey, look, many um, machines have this vulnerability. If you want to go and uh, update your machines, contact Dominion. And this had no impact on the 2020 election. Um, hmm. so, so let's unpack all this because this, for me, and you know, and I have not looked into this, so I've only been looking for about a, a week. But first off, go back to the beginning. So a University of Michigan professor had a voting machine. And this voting machine, because we know this from CISA, is still being used you know, throughout the country. And so the, the first question is, well, how the heck did he get a voting machine? I mean, that's okay, not correct. Yeah, that's true. How did he get it? Uh, another one would be, well, if a University of Michigan professor can find these vulnerabilities, pretty much anybody can, right? And mm-hmm. so why couldn't we find this stuff, you know, in the Critical Infrastructure Security Agency, in Dominion? How, how can we have to wait until... But then the biggest part, so the right way for this to happen is that then... Um, the, the, the machines need to get patched. Right? Once we know that we have this problem, then they need to get patched. And it should be done in a very quiet way. And then after everything's patched, we know everything is patched, then we say, um, 
we had this problem, but it's, it's fixed now. But what, that's not what happened. So if you think about it, well, all of a sudden they come out with it. We have all these exposed machines out there, and now everyone needs to run around and try to update the machines while the bad guys also know that this vulnerability exists. Okay. So the right way for this to happen, and, and there's, there's numerous things here. I mean, so one, CISA shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Two, um, two is that, and th- this, is, this is also upside down, is it should not be the responsibility of the people who bought the election machines to go and update them. Right? That, that, what CISA is saying is that everyone needs to be very vigilant and know, know whenever there's a vulnerability and then when everyone needs to run around before the bad guys. And that's really the right way to do this is for Dominion. Who made all the money on the election machines? That's Dominion. Mm-hmm. So now that they have a problem with their product, well, they were going to have to bear the expense of going and, and, uh, and updating all the machines. Worse yet, okay. how do we know? How do we know? Yeah. How do we even know? Like we have elections coming up, right? And mm-hmm. we know we have this vulnerability there. How do we know as voters that... We're now on one of the machines that has not been patched. Right. Right? I mean, somebody well, needs to go. Listen, now we have a vulnerability. Someone needs to be responsibility. We have been asking for an audit of our elections. Like, the, the whole, so many people have Before been asking for it. 2020 election. Yeah. And we've been asking for an audit of, yes, but the primary of 2020, we asked for an audit of our election machines. There's a lot of people that are questioning the integrity of our election machines because, and namely because, I'm going to tell you why, Rob, because we were told they're not connected to Wi-Fi. And poll workers have been told to go and connect the machine to Wi-Fi. And they say, wait a minute, how could you tell people that it's not connected to Wi-Fi when we have to go and find the hotspot and put it on the Wi-Fi? So I've looked into this a little bit. Okay, so... There is no blanket answer because there are no standards. And so really it's up to every state. So every state is different. Every single state is different. So, and actually I can confirm that some of the voting machines are connected to Wi-Fi. I mean, but that's, that's actually outside of this issue. It's not clear that the Dominion was actually in the CISA release, whether any of those are connected to Wi-Fi. They're intimating that they are not because they said that somebody had to be physically at the, uh, in the location in order to compromise the device. Um, but, I mean, this goes back to another issue. Was, is there anybody that even knows how many of these, how many election machines are there in the country? Where are they? Mm-hmm. You know, no, and, and, I mean, th- these are very important questions that I'm not sure that mm-hmm. certainly CISA knows. I mean, CISA, by putting out this big broadcast, you know, t- essentially the entire world, that um, these machines need to be updated, I mean, it's saying, you know, that they don't know where all the machines are, hmm. right? I mean, they, you know, a better way, for example, to go, actually, here's a, here's a piece of news, is that so one of our customers is actually the South Carolina uh, Election Commission. Not, not on election machines, though, but, but for all their endpoints, they're a PCMatic customer. But I know them, so I'm planning to talk to them to understand more about the role of the state, the role of the county, and the role of the federal government, you know, in our election process, because it's very hard, actually, by the Constitution, the, the federal government can't tell everybody what to do as far as election process. It's designed so every state can create its own election process. Now, that said, I do think we need to have standards on what these election uh, machines, how they behave, as you're saying, whether they're on the Internet or not, you know, if they are, how secure is it? 
Actually, one thing I figured out, so you know that you know, when we're watching the election results, you get an update every hour. Well, every single time you do that, mm-hmm. that's a security hole. Really? Because somehow that information has to get out of, out of, the, right. out of, out of the election machine into some place and then has to be transmitted back up again. And, and all that is security hole. I mean, if you think about it, long before there was the Internet, long before there was computing, there were still elections, and you didn't get an update every hour um, back, you know, in the 40s or the 30s or whenever. I mean, this is all because of computing, because we can do these things, but every time you do that, it's less secure. Hmm. And so we got to kind of understand this. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what should Krabs, we do? You, what should we do? What, what, what should we do as a voter? Because we are concerned about the upcoming elections, for sure. Well, I, I, I can't really... T- I, I'm going to go look into this. I'm going to look into this for a week. I'm going to talk to the South Carolina Election Committee and just to understand how it is happening in our state, which mm-hmm. I know has got to be different from any other state, but I'm just very curious whether, you know, even at the South Carolina level, whether we know where all of our election uh, machines are, whether we know what the brands are, we know what the, the patch level is on all these machines at the state level. Mm-hmm. Or is this really up to every county to figure this out, which would be really bad, you know, and <laughs> yeah. so, yes, it's a really, it's, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I, honestly, I'm pretty shocked. I, okay. I really think that. I have to tell you this, Rob, and we're speaking with Rob Chang of PC Matic. We are concerned that the, I, I, I know this is going to sound political to you, but just want to throw that out there in case you haven't heard this. We're concerned that the people that brought the machines in knew they know about these security holes and they bring them in with that in mind to use it to help them in their own elections. They're already political leaders in the area and they bring it in and they're given assurances of how these things can be manipulated. And then they turn to us and say, these are perfectly safe. You can't get on the internet with these. And then we find out you can. And then we're like, wait, but that's not true. You are able to get, no, that's not true. You can't get on Wi-Fi with this. And you're like, no, you can. We know it for a fact. So then we feel like they're lying to us because we know poll watchers have been, you know, precinct leaders have been told to hook up the machines onto Wi-Fi. So we know that that's a lie that they keep telling us. But we never. Well, get I don't to know the who they is, right? I mean, exactly. but, but I mean, we don't know who but they I, is. But I can either. tell you, I mean, and this is just me. I've, I've talked to quite a few people about this. Um, is that the, there are definitely machines that that are on the internet, and and so that that is a security hole right away, and you don't want that to happen. If you do, it needs to be in a very so careful way. So they're lying way. to us, telling us they're not on the internet. Well, I don't. People, I mean, I'm not talking. Nobody has told me that, right? I mean, to, people in elected office have told us on the air that they are not connected to the internet multiple times. Multiple times. Now, so I would respond. Well, it depends on the state, right? I mean, every state is different, and every state has different. You know, and you know, Dominion is one in the news now, but there's and there are other brands, and all those brands are different. You know, and so between all that, yeah, there's some are on the internet, some are have higher security than the others, you know, and some need to be patched more. And but I'm more worried about the process. How are these machines built? Where mm-hmm. are they stored right now? Yep. Can I go and break in now, find some vulnerabilities? Yep. Can I buy them on the internet and ship well, them out? You, the better, you I mean, better have security. That's all I'm saying. 
because there's well, a lot the of process, people that I mean, know. There's a, there's a process. I think the process is, you know, what, what computers are good at is computers are good at improving the accuracy and the speed of which the result comes mm-hmm. back. Yes. Right. But on the other side, it, it is just as easily manipulated as going back 100 years where you could just stuff, a, stuff a ballot box mm-hmm. and these kind of things. Yes. It's still possible to do these things in the digital way now. And so you've got to go on and balance that, you know, that ease with, you know, the, is how, how secure is the process. And I don't think, best I can tell, that anybody has super analyzed this thing. No! We've been hopping right. mad about this for three years! I'm not... Well, I'm not I, this is probably going on more than three years. I mean, yeah. you know, the, but the, you know, the digital, you know, putting the uh, digital uh, election machines, you know, out there... I mean, it's probably 20 years old. I don't know. I have not, you know, I still want to understand yeah. the history of this thing. But um, I don't know so let me give you, gonna, let me give you one interesting thing. Yeah. So I, I talked to a lady, and she was from Germany. She's here in the United States. She's actually coastal. And she told me, you know what? In Germany, we're still on paper ballots. Yes. That's what we want. So here's a whole country, fairly sophisticated country. And they, they're saying, and I'm guessing, I've not talked to anybody in Germany, is that the reason why is because they haven't figured out the security issues yet. Right. I mean, because, right. And so you've got to figure out the security issues. And what, what you're suggesting, which is concerning, right, is that, you know, it's the illusion of, of you know, uh, well, let's say that, that the, the results are valid. And, and you know, mm-hmm. going back 100 years, we all know you can stuff the ballot box and there are other ways that you can manipulate an election, but at least we always had this illusion that somehow this was right. Yeah. You know, and now, I mean, I think that what's happening, and this concerns me, is that illusion is kind of going away with the digital machines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, if you don't have confidence, you know, in a result of election, mm-hmm. uh, that, and there's the transition of power and all those things yep. kind of go out the window. So, I mean, we need to really go and, and take a deep dive into election security. I mean, and plus, remember, every state is different. Mm-hmm. So nobody can come out and say a blanket statement, well, you know, that none of them are on the Internet or all, everything's secure because every state is different. Hey, Rob, just a quick reminder. Everything that you just told Liz and I is exactly, and thank you on the uh, Mobile Outfitters text line reminding me of this, is exactly the same thing that Dems and CNN told us in 2016. They told us that the yeah. machines were Everything, very risky. That's right. Everything they, you said. And they, now it's okay for yeah, 2020. They actually had a college professor break into the computer. Um, they had the, the kids go out and vote. And, you know, the students. I don't know if you watched that video. But they had the students go out and vote. And they, and they, and they came in to get the election results. And he changed it. In live time, he broke into the computer as the kids were voting, and and he said, "Oh, this this uh, music artist won," and they're like, "What? No way! Nobody voted for that guy." And there, and he was like, "See how vulnerable the security system is in the selection machine." He displayed that, and he was a liberal, okay, and he was tell- talking about it way before we were ever even knew about it, and we were like, "What the heck is this about?" And now we're saying, hey, they even displayed it on CNN. You can watch the newscast on it. And and they didn't care because you know what? When the votes come out the way they want them to come out, there's no problem with the machines. They don't go on Wi-Fi. There are no security holes. We have the strongest, the most in, highly, uh, you know, respected, in uh, you know, election system going. With highest integrity. They're full of crap, Rob. Yeah, that sounds like a lot like marketing. I mean, to go and figure out, you know, 
the actual integrity of our our entire system, 50 states, all different with multiple mm-hmm. machines, you know, and, and actually, you know, for example, if you're going to go and, and retire, buy some new machines, you know, because um, what are you going to do with the old machines? Mm-hmm. And then let's suppose you're in Georgia and you're retiring those machines, but what if those machines are still being used in they Utah? Are. They are. You know, and and, and then you don't want you don't want those machines then just sold on the internet or something. You really want to lock them up or mm-hmm. destroy them or give them, give them back to the manufacturer or something. I mean, but you don't want them out there because somebody else can find more vulnerabilities. In let, them. let me. I just want to say this one more thing to you. Keith Blanford is a man that was running for Secretary of State in this state. And I had he lost in the primary to the existing secretary of state. And he wanted to change the laws so that the secretary of state would have more power over the integrity of the election, because, as you said, it's different in every state. And he was fighting for that. And I voted for him because he was fighting for that. And um, we don't have anybody looking. We have non-elected officials um, we have bureaucrats. Well, actually, I don't know that because we have the South Carolina Election Commission. Yeah. You know, and that, that is part of the, the state government. I don't know what their purview is, though. I mean, because the counties do have quite a bit of yes. uh, responsibility in this yes, as well. I mean, basically even more decentralized. And but, I'm not saying I, that they're still, bad people, but they don't know about the security holes and they don't know they're they don't know how to keep an eye on it to make sure it's not going awry. They don't know how. And so yes. I, I think you're right about that. I mean that it, it right now it is just and this is me looking into this for, you know, a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow. You this, know what? This, I never thought to beyond... ask you this question. I never thought to ask you of all people I should have asked you first. But well, I mean, because I've actually, historically, I've avoided the subject. Actually, yeah, this guy was, he was complaining about Chris Krebs. You, you know him. He was the guy who, he was the first guy who ran a critical infrastructure security agency. That's the agency that Trump made in 2018. And then he came out in 2022. He also, I mean, he, he was really a bad guy because that's when the colonial pipeline happened. That was under his watch. You know, mm-hmm. all, all these bad things are, oh. it got so much worse. So I, I thought he should go. Yeah. You know, and. And Trump's good at firing people, but but he did not fire him until you know he made a comment about the 2020 election, saying that it was the most secure, secure. election what ever. A lie. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's no way he could figure that out. But I just told you how complex it is. Yeah. For him to go and say here here's our election and look at back in all the other elections we've had in the country. And to make that so quickly, there's just no way you could have figured that out. Um, Rob, I'm glad you're on it. Uh, um, welcome to the party. And I can't wait to hear what you find out. Lastly, so I, I do believe this is 100% a bipartisan issue. I mean, I think yes, everybody wants good elections. Yes. You know, you I mean, it should not be a partisan issue. you don't issue. have it. If you, we don't have a democracy. No. I mean, love country, the democracy kind of falls apart. It you surely know? So does. we got to have confidence in there. You know, and, and, and this is all related to what's called the digital transition to, um, you know, digital uh, machines rather Absolutely. than just do it the old-fashioned way like Germany does. You got me all fired up, Rob. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, so I'm going to go keep on looking at it. I do plan to talk about it, and I can talk tell you, you know, what I find out as I start keep on digging into it. All right. If you need Keith Blanford's phone number, let me know, because he, <laughs> he knows a lot about what happened in this state. Actually, actually, why don't you email that to me? I will. That, that's not a bad idea. Certainly will. Thank you. 
I, I appreciate okay. it. this is a patriotic thing that you're doing for this country. I'm we lo- telling we you. love you, Rob. And and yeah. and look over your shoulder because there's not there's going to be a lot of people not happy. Well, I'm trying to keep it. I'm 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 sincerely coming at this from a yes, this I, is better for the country. I, that's like the thing that I one thing that I believe is that you know there've been problems in every election. I, I believe that, mm-hmm. and, and and there's no sense in looking back. We just can learn from those problems and try to make a better process going forward. So what my my thing is, what can I learn so that I can make the future elections better rather than try to harp on one election or anything like that. Right. Hey, Rob, if somebody uh, calls you from like an Arkansas area code, don't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you speaking from experience, Nick? <laughs> nope. Just saying. Just, just from what we've witnessed. <laughs> okay. Well, absolutely. Um, thank you so much, uh, Rob. Try and go to PCmatic.com for more information. And hopefully you'll put our new commercial up on the website soon so I can share it. Oh, Okay, actually, I'll get on that right now. That that would be up today. Yes, perfect. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care now. Okay, happy Father's Day. Yes, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Liz Calloway and Nick Summers will be back in a few on Talk 94.5. Crepe Creation Cafe is on DeVille Street in the Market Common. It's a French-themed restaurant with sweet and savory crepes, absolutely delicious USDA prime, ribeye steaks and hamburgers, chicken dishes, fish, salmon, shrimp, mussels, you name it. I know. It's a French-themed restaurant that has a little bit of everything. But save room for the creme brulee. Oh, my gosh. It is so yummy. Um, And, of course, you can enjoy happy hour every single night, 4 to 7, live music every single night. Harpist is there on Sundays at 5. You can dine inside and dine outside and still enjoy the live music. You can hear it outside. You can have those delicious martinis from the martini menu um, from their beautiful bar there. And their expert mixologist, Christopher, is, is creating some delicious...